Welcome to the Nick Fong Podcast. As the broker and owner of Ronaval Real Estate, Nick has spent nearly 20 years in Baja, California, sir. And in this podcast, he'll be talking everything Baja, from food and culture to real estate and property management. And now, here's your host, Nick Fong. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Jason Oliver. Jason, welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. Jason, we met. How how long ago was that? Uh, that was a long time ago. weren't you renting a house? I was renting a house in the Pedregal. That was probably like about fourteen years ago, maybe. Wow, and something like that. You were telling me several months ago. You were remembering the conversation. I wasn't remembering it, but it was a question about financing, wasn't it? Yes. I asked, I was looking to finance a house, I think it was um, at the Ventana's phase one. Uh huh. And when you told me what the interest rates were, I was like, I just said, <laughs> completely just forget it. <laughs> and then you eventually, years later, you end up buying a house and you're now a client of ours. But you've been coming to the area for a while. Yes, I've been coming here for about 18 years, yeah. And where, where's home for you? Home right now is in Toronto. Um, Toronto, Canada. Toronto, yep. Canada, yes. Uh, spending a lot of time in Toronto. Um, since COVID hit, uh, you know, it, there's not too much traveling that you can do. So Toronto is my home base, you but, know. It's not just Toronto. You own property in other parts, right? Yes. St. Vincent and the Grenadines have a hotel there. Airport's still closed. It's been closed for about a year and a half now. And when was the last time you were back there? Last time I was there was 2020 in March. March. So it was right before quarantine. Uh, I caught the last plane back to Toronto on the day that they shut the airport. And they didn't want to let me on the flight because the aero plan with my points, mm -hmm. they were closed because of COVID. Yeah. So I had to buy a new ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a disaster. And I got the last seat on the last plane, on the last flight, sorry. And I haven't been able to fly back since. And since then, there's been like a, a volcano eruption. There's a volcano eruption. <laughs> we get hurricanes yeah. in Cabo and you guys get volcanoes and probably hurricanes too. We got, a, uh, well, not so much hurricanes, but the volcano situation, the way that that happened, um, the last volcano eruption was, I think it was about 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then now. Yeah. So, you know, my luck hasn't been too good lately. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, it, it was pretty bad because um, they had to evacuate like 20% of the island. And if you're not vaccinated, you, you don't get evacuated. Okay. Yeah. And most of the African-Americans that live there, they don't really want to get vaccinated, you mm -hmm. know? And it was bad because people got stuck. Right. Right. Um, the place, I, I mean, a few people died, but I mean, the casualties weren't extreme, mm -hmm. but um, it still leveled the place off pretty bad because they needed a lot of relief. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of celebrities and people out there, they, they gave a helping hand um, to help out. but. It was covered in, in ash and you know, big cleanup. Yeah, yeah. Airports were closed, obviously, not just for COVID, but for the volcano too, so. 
It was, it was terrible. So let's talk about more happy things, Cabo. So <laughs> Cabo, you came here for the first time like 18 years ago. Yeah. And what keeps bringing you back? Well, the good weather. Yeah. That's one thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've done a few shows here. Like um, what kind I, of shows? I did a few live shows. Um, I did the MMA show. They had a MMA show on the beach. I think it was like a, about seven years ago or something like that. Wait, MMA like fighting? Fighting, yeah. Wait, you fight? No, no, no. I was. I did the halftime show. Oh, well, you're all you're, you're all buff and stuff. I thought maybe. So tell everyone um, your your career, if you will. Okay. Well, I started off as a jazz hip hop dancer when I was say about fifteen years old. Mm -hmm. First time I was actually ever in studio, I was 15. First song I ever recorded, I was 15. And as a dancer, that just brought me into new parts of the business. I used to, um, I used to audition for a lot of commercials and things like that. So I auditioned for a Pepsi commercial once. Okay. And they didn't give me the commercial. They gave me another show instead. And that show ended up being pretty good for me because it brought me into the limelight. I met a lot of people there. And um, then they asked me to do other shows. Next thing you know, I was doing Just for Laughs. I was 16 years old. And I'm performing with, you know, all the stars. And uh, I got to meet a lot of celebrities. Like what kind of stars and celebrities would those um, be? I, I met Roseanne. Uh-huh. Remember, remember yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Roseanne show? Yeah. yeah. Um, I met her. I met Sinbad. Yeah. Um, I, I was Kid and Play. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Kid and yeah, Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Uh, that's really, really back in the day. <laughs> and uh, who else did I meet? I met a few more people. I can't really remember. So you but, were a uh, dancer on the show? I wasn't. No, I, I actually, no, I actually um, performed my first rap song in the Just for Laugh show. What song but, was that? Do you remember you it? You know what? Uh, the song was called I'm Looking for a Girl. And you're that. 16? 16, yeah. Do you remember how it goes? Do I remember how it goes? Can I get you to rap? Come on, Jason. I don't know if I want to rap old school that far. Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a teenager, just for laughs, right? And, and then for, where do you go from there? Well, um, from there, they, I got another show from there because I met um, a gentleman by the name of Francois Flamand. Mm -hmm. And he connected me to another show, which was at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. And it was for, it was called Salon de la Jeunesse. Okay. And this was a big show because it, it was um, sort of like, a, uh, it was a show for people to come see like new things that are coming out for teens and things like that, mm -hmm. like clothes and mm -hmm. new gadgets and stuff like that. It's kind of like an exhibition. Yeah. And, um, we performed for the stadium where the live shows were um, during that, um, that, that show that they were having there. And I mean, this is probably the most people I ever performed in front of in my life. I was 16 years old. Right. Still. And uh, I think there must have been at least like 15, 20,000 people in there. Really? And since the, since the show wasn't, was not um, live, we got to keep doing takes. Okay. Yes. And we were, I was so happy because every time somebody screwed up, they're like, okay, take two. I was like, yes, we get to come out. Do it and again. And the crowd gets to scream again. Right? 
So, so that was fun. That was probably, you know, one of the funnest times of my life, to be honest. So you're going to school while you're doing this on the side? Yeah, I actually had a serious case of, uh, I don't want to call it pneumonia, but I was pretty sick that day. I didn't care. Yeah. I was still ready, you know? And uh, yeah, I, I was in school. I think I was in grade, I don't know, um, grade 10 or something like that. And your parents were cool with that? And My parents, my mother was cool. My dad wasn't really too cool, no. He didn't really care about it anything to do with me doing music or nothing like that. Right. Um, my father's a dentorologist. He was always strict with me, mm -hmm. you know, stay in school, become a doctor. Yes. And anytime I mentioned music, that was out of the question. So, um, but my mother was, she was behind me. She was always, she helped me out, you know, to, to give me the drive to go in. You know, and and so done. from there, how did your career evolve in the music industry? Well, from there, I just kept doing, you know, shows. Every time I did a show, I got something else. Mm -hmm. I would always meet somebody important in the crowd or somebody would approach me and say, okay, who choreographed um, the, the choreography for, for this sequence that you just did? Mm -hmm. And I would be like, it was me. So they're like, okay, do you want to, you know, choreograph anything else? And, you know, I, I did a choreography with uh, one of the choreographers from Cats, uh -huh. the play. Yep. He was, he was one of the dancers that we helped each other for Salon de la Jeunesse. I choreographed like a lot of the guys' sequences and, and he, did, um, he did some of the stuff as well. And the star that, that we were dancing for, her name was Julie Mass. That's Corey Hart's wife. Oh, really? I don't know if you remember, I wear my sunglasses. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Remember that song? Yes, yes, yes. That's him. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's his wife, yeah. All right. So Were you in that video? Nah, I wasn't in that video. No. I got my shades right here. <laughs> Your sunglasses. Where are my sunglasses? All right. So you, um, are you in New York at this point? New York? No. Because you were telling me um, that you spent some time in New York. Yeah, I did. I did. When I was, uh, well, the first time that I went to New York, I was, well, not the first time that I visited there, but right. the first time that I actually did any music or anything there. Um, I was, I think I was 20, 20 years old. And uh, I, I remember I told you a part of that story. Tell me the story. Tell me the story. Yes. The studio. So, and Yeah. Yes. I was there with, with, with one of my friends, a Caucasian guy. Uh -huh. And we were walking down the street and we were going, um, going to the hotel or whatever. Get to the hotel. We check in and, you know, we're getting ready to go to the studio with a guy named Tommy Cruz. And what I didn't know is, is who we were actually going to meet. So we're waiting outside for a dollar cab. And some guy approaches me. He says, listen, this girl, this, this girl wants to talk to you. I said, who's this girl? And then I look behind me and some girl starts walking up to me and she's got like a, a hat up to here. I couldn't see her eyes or anything. She looked really slim, you know? And then she started talking to me. She's like, hey, I want to meet you. And I'm like, so who's this guy that you sent to come talk to me? She says, that's my, my road manager. And then she tells me her name and she writes it down on a piece of paper. She says, I think you're hot. And I, I think... Uh, I'd like you to give me a shout, you know, so we can get together for a drink or something. I was like, okay, you know, sounds cool. And I didn't really see her face. I didn't know how good looking she was or anything, but I was like, ah, she sounds pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she gave me her number and I jumped into the car with my friend. We went to the studio. Mm -hmm. I get to the studio and the guys that are all there, I don't even realize that it, these guys are Wu-Tang Clan, the whole crew. <laughs> I'm just sitting there talking to the producer. He's like, okay, you know, you ready to start producing or whatever. Wait, else. how old are you, Jason? At that time, I was 20. 20, okay. Yeah. And um, 
So then I'm talking to one guy, he looks really familiar. And then I'm just saying to myself, man, wait a second, are you Grandmaster Flash? He says, yeah, I'm, just, I'm Grandmaster Flash, yeah. I was like, wow, okay. Then I'm looking around and I'm seeing, then I realize, okay, that's uh, Ghostface Killer. And then, uh, sorry, Master Killer's over there. Um, Ghostface is there. Um, a couple other guys uh, from Wu-Tang was there. The only ones that weren't there was um, Method Man wasn't there. Okay. And a, a, one more other guy wasn't there. I think Inspector Deck, he wasn't there either. But um, anyway, I'm talking to Grandmaster Flash and I'm telling him the story about the girl uh-huh. that I just met. And I said, do you know this girl? She said her name's Heather Hunter. Uh-huh. And he's, he says, Heather Hunter. And all of a sudden, he just took off. I was like, where's this guy going? He ran out, came back in, and started talking to the guys in the studio. And said, listen, this guy just met Heather Hunter. And, you know, she wants to go on a date with him or whatever. And they all freaked out. They all started screaming and giving me high fives. <laughs> so... <laughs> Hey, thanks for being a part of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest updates. And if you're watching this on our social channels, please like and share. And if you want to be featured or you want me to talk on a certain topic, food, activities, culture, real estate, in the Baja, drop a comment. I was just like, uh, you know. So when he was telling me the story initially, um, I'm like, Heather Hunter? Who's Heather Hunter? Tell everyone who Heather Hunter well, Heather, is if you don't know who she is. Yeah, Heather Hunter is, she's a movie star. Mm-hmm. She's done um, movies with Denzel Washington. Uh, she did a movie, I think it was Mo Better, uh, Mo Better Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, she did American Gangster. Mm-hmm. She was in that movie as well. And she's done like probably like 40-something other movies. Yeah. And she's like a, she's an adult film star as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, she was she was the biggest thing in New York as far as I was concerned at that time. Twenty years old. At twenty years old, so I was I was happy now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I was like, let me call this girl right now. You know what I mean? But they were all excited, and and just to see like all these guys are celebrities. Yep. And since they were so excited, you know, it sort of took my intimidation away. Sure. Because you know, I was I was rolling with these guys. I was young. My first time, you know, with a group of celebrities like that. And it was a, a bit intimidating for me, you know. And especially since I was with my friend and, you know, both of us had like suits on. The whole time we're walking down the street in New York, people are screaming out, Michael Jackson and George Michaels. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that wasn't, that didn't feel too good. But, um, but all in all, yeah. Uh, so were you there to record? I was there to record. I was actually doing... Um, we were doing, um, we were producing a new song, mm-hmm. producing a new instrumental for a single that I, I want to put out. And the guy that brought me there is a sister, my sister's friend. Okay. He's the one that introduced me to all these guys. Mm-hmm. Now, once we had the song ready, um, I brought the song home. I called Heather and she invited me to come on tour with her. Really? And what's even more cool about the situation is she actually sent me a flight ticket to come meet her in Hollywood. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? And when I got down there. It's like American Idol, the golden ticket. That's it. I'm serious. <laughs> you know? And the thing is, is like, I was, I was doing pretty good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So 
just the fact that she paid for my ticket, she didn't really know me like right. that. So she didn't know, you know, when I came down there to Hollywood, I was, I was the one taking her out and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't expect this. She thought I was going to be like her roadie or something, you know, <laughs> but she brought me all around. She, she introduced me to a lot of people. Um, I went down to Prince's studio with her. Um, I think it was the city we stopped in. I think it was Minnesota mm -hmm. that we stopped in. And um, I got to meet his crew. And I met a whole bunch of other people at clubs and this and that. She introduced me to so many people. I met a lot of uh, female celebrities as well. Mm -hmm. She had me in a limo with her. Went down to Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so how has your, I mean, that was like 20 years ago? This is more than 20 years ago. This yeah, that's is, what amazes me. He's, I think you're I'm, the same age. I'm 45. Yeah, so I'm 46. So you're like the same age as me. Yeah. Everyone says I look younger, but I think you look younger than me. So. <laughs> it's the Asians Asian and the black and guys. The black you know blood. I mean? We don't age well. <laughs> no doubt. So how has your music career evolved over the last couple decades? Couple decades? Oh, man. It's, it's so you're in your 20s, like... Putting out records, yeah, touring. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was an up and down thing, you know, because especially the music business now is not the, not like it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, now, you know, with the MP3s and the whole, yeah. you know, most most artists make their money on touring, yeah. right? Um, I mean, you'll get streams and stuff like that, but it's not like it used to be, mm -hmm. where you know every every record you're getting paid like a dollar fifty or two dollars an album and stuff like that, like back in the Michael Jackson days. Mm -hmm. You know, record sales was the thing. That's where you made your money. Now it's just not like that. And now with COVID and everything like that, the shows are all restricted. Yeah. You know, so at this point right now, you know, I, I took a couple of years off. I've been taking it easy for about two years. I was focusing on my hotel mostly. Yep. You know, but as you see what happened in St. Vincent, yeah. you know, that, that didn't help either. You know? so, so where do you see your music career? in the near future well i'm gonna i'm gonna be putting out um a, uh, a new single in january or february around there mm -hmm. and um i'm gonna continue putting singles out starting next year so next year should be a new year with a stone my name is stone soul by the way stone Just soul so all y'all know stone yeah, so Soul's where, name. Where, where are people finding you youtube um social media youtube you can find me at for the stone soul it's my channel um and uh you can also you can also uh link me up uh you can dm me on my instagram mm -hmm. instagram is the stone soul underscore okay okay so you can hit me up there and um right now uh it, you know things are a little slow but starting at the beginning of the year is gonna be good it's gonna be real good so you, you got a lot of big plans you did a intermission performance here for an mma thing yes and that was actually part of my music video. Oh, it was. If you want to look at that video, the video is called By Your Side. Okay. I shot half of the video in Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. And the other half I shot it in Cabo. What year was that? That was, I think, uh, in 2013. Okay. Or 14. And you said you did a couple different events here? Yes. Uh, I, I did a couple, uh, a few performances. I performed at Pink Kitty. Mm -hmm. You remember Pinky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't now exist. it's called Abolengo. It's uh, like a hookah. And I also performed Next Door to there. Okay. 
Yes. I don't remember the name of that place. What's the name of that place? It's something. La Vaquita. That's right. La Vaquita? Yeah. Okay. It's like an open air kind of. I saw that. Yes. I saw that. So, so, I mean, Cabo's opening up. It mm -hmm. looks like there's clubs open now. And yeah. 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 It looks like it's pretty. I, I went out on Friday night. Mm -hmm. There were people out. You know? It was pretty hype. And so, um, and what's the future for you in Cabo? I mean, you own property here. I mean, is that it for Cabo or are you going to be just coming vacationing? I'll still come here always. Yeah. I love Cabo. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, it's really hot right now. Yeah. But it's, it's cooling down at night now. So. Cool. Cool. So. Well, Jason, always good to catch up with you. Thanks for stopping by. No doubt. Jason Oliver, look him up on Instagram. Check out his music videos. There's Stone one, Soul. There's one video that he was showing me with a tiger or lions or something. I shot that video at my house in Montreal. It was a 600 foot tiger. It was about like this big. <laughs> and he actually fell asleep in my living room. We couldn't get him out. Are you serious? It was pretty scary because, well, when we brought him in, we had to bring him in in a big cage. Right. And then we opened the cage and just let him out to the living room. But he decided to get comfy and he fell asleep. So we had to shut down the whole set for like three hours until he woke up. And make sure he eats before. <laughs> so when he woke up, yeah, but they fed him before he came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he woke up, he kind of went crazy. So everybody on set ran downstairs and I'm downstairs too. So I know there's a tiger going crazy in my living room upstairs and I'm just hearing breaking the staircase down. The whole house is shaking basically. <laughs> and the trainers are up there screaming, Jack, Jack. That's, that was like their key word to calm them down. Right. I came upstairs and my whole staircase was like pretty much in shambles. And I mean, tiger hair all over the house. The floors were full of tiger. My house smelled like tiger for like a month. <laughs> Seriously. And soon after you sold your house, right? I sold the house, yes. <laughs> so somebody came in there and knew there was a tiger in there, that's for sure. But my neighbors, they were driving by. And my neighbor called me and she was the mayor. Are you serious? She was the mayor. Of Montreal? My name, no, she was the mayor of the West Island. Okay. And she called me and said, listen, is that thing real? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's real. It's like, what the hell is it doing in your house? <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I'm just shooting a music video. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Jason, we'll close. Guys, Jason Oliver, look him up. Until the next one, bye for Love. now. Love. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronaval Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at NickFong underscore Ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at Ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.